All right, man. Here we are again. Here we are. Another week. Another week, man. What is up, Angel? Busy, dude. Super busy. But I mean, what what more could you ask for? You know? Exactly. I'd rather be overwhelmed with being busy and good things happening as opposed to just kind of being stuck at home, brother. So, I mean, blessings. It's blessings. It's all about the perspective, how you view it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So, Usually we're, we're trying to do this on a Monday. If we don't, we do it on a Thursday. So yeah. uh, Grizz Nation, we are getting this out. You're probably listening to this on a Friday. Uh, yeah. So thanks for listening. Um, we are going to do a Grizz update here, guys, uh, from the start of it. We've got some things to uh, talk about. But, man, nonetheless, man, uh, the big Grizz update, uh, Grizz soccer, yeah, uh, they are the big sky champions. Um, Crazy. want to wish them just – Congratulations. That's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, really, realistically speaking, I mean, you think about the beginning of the season and they had a little bit of a slower start with those three losses. And after that, they just went on a mammoth of a win streak, you know, and then uh, they're following. I think their next loss was to Northern Colorado kind of. I mean, I guess I think later on in the season and from there, they finished out the season, you know, with nothing but W's, you know, so kind of where they started to where they ended really kind of shows the toughness the tenacity what it means to be a Grizz man and just uh it's absolutely incredible I'm just I'm just so happy for coach Chris you know that guy deserves that in the world you know and I think this is their their seventh big sky title you know so I think that's another thing to celebrate man I mean winning seven or is it eight I could have sworn it was seven I might be tripping is it eight I don't know I gotta check that yeah we can't we can't we can't slide them one one championship if we, right. you know. You're right. You're right. You're right. There wouldn't be too many. It's hard to keep count, dude. It's hard exactly. to keep count. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but they're bumping up to the next the next tournament too. Yeah, that and that's that's the interesting part. You know, the, if in none of you guys are aware of Grizz Soccer, you guys need to wake up. Um, it is their eighth Big Sky champ. Okay, eighth. Correct. Well, no, Sorry about they, that. Guys. They've got they've got eight total, but it's number. Okay, so I'm having a hard time reading this. So in their bio, it says eight-time Big Sky champs, but their their tweet that they they posted four days ago says number seven. Uh huh. See, man, I'm not going crazy. So you're not going crazy. So you either... know what? What we're gonna do? we're gonna say eight. <laughs> we're gonna say we're eight. Gonna Let's say just eight. round up. It. it sounds right. <laughs> it sounds right. You know. Exactly. Well, you know, they play. You know, they they made it to the big dance. Um, they will play this Saturday. Oh no, yep. this yeah, this Saturday against Washington State. Um, and this is kind of the interesting part is they played Washington State um in 2018, and that was uh coach uh Chris's first year on the job, and they lost five to one. Yeah. Um, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, if you just look at the wins and the losses, the Grizz actually have a little bit more wins, but you know, um, you know, style of play and who they're playing will kind of do that to you. But I'm excited. I think my prediction, Washington State's going down. I think Grizz are going to do do the upset. Um, yeah. I could see this team making a couple couple wins. Uh, yeah, a couple big ones as yeah. well. 100%. And that's the thing. It's like we're not just saying that just because, you no. know, we're Grizz fans. Like wholeheartedly, like I step out of the box and I'm like, okay, this team has an opportunity has a chance to take it, you know, yeah. a couple of rounds deep. As far yeah. as from there, it's a game-by-game basis. But especially yeah. the fact that, you know, Coach Coach Chris's first year and, you know, one of those early-on games was that Washington State team. Obviously, 2018 yeah. is different than 2021. 
you know, so yeah. I'm sure that they've had, you know, people leave the program, people join the program, coaching changes, you know, those types of things along those lines. But the mm-hmm. fact that he kind of remembers, I'm sure he remembers that kind of bitter taste, you know, oh, yeah. the first time around. So oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to see, you know, how they kind of approach this game, the type of mentality and how, how they get rolling head, heading into the tournament. Well, in this team is known for their defense. And yep. anytime that you have a lockdown, lockdown defenders with a goalie that can just shut out, shut you out, you have yep. a chance to win any game, no matter, no yep. matter who you play. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that's, what's crazy about soccer. You don't have to be this juggernaut of a team that scores a lot of games. You just have to have, stop them from getting a goal and they take it to penalty kicks and stuff like that. So yeah, um, kind of a different kind of sport and uh i wish them the luck i i, I will be watching hopefully yep. i've been trying to uh, see if they it will be on espn since um it is a championship it, it'll be yeah. interesting i went on uh go grizz guys and under the, the grizz soccer page they do have like a little uh camera and you can push and it goes to espn so i am hoping um that it will be on there it is a 6 p.m um uh game so hopefully yeah. it, it will be on there but and that's what i heard i heard it was gonna be you know Aaron on espn plus that's awesome that's awesome so so i mean obviously that's huge for us man and like, again yeah. we wish him nothing but the best and uh to come out with the w man let's do that that'd be nice exactly exactly mm-hmm. so uh our next you know grizz update you know volleyball they are headed into their last week uh, they are on the road this week. Uh, tonight, they're actually at Sac State right now. And then yep. they'll um, head to Saturday, go to Portland State, and finish up their regular season, um, mm-hmm. and then go into um, the Big Set Championships. So Yeah, uh, yeah. And they've been playing some pretty good volleyball lately these past couple yes. weeks. Yes. Yes, they have. Uh-huh. Yes, they have. It's, it's, it's kind of a crazy, you know, you definitely kind of see the upswing in that program. Um, and Angel and I have talked about it before, you know, off air too, and on air is is the beginning of the year. There's a lot of hard, either close losses or just hard sweeps where they they got beat three zero, um, and then you can kind of see it gradually changing throughout the yep. year. They've got some big wins, and they're consistently in all those games, um, you know. So and just after the the cat uh, win that they had, where they we're up 2-0 and you know they came back and then they won the last set. Um it was it's it's awesome to see that program kind of dude. Yeah. yeah. And that the, the, those you know those ladies work extremely hard. I'm really really impressed with coach Lawrence. You know when 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 I see her, she is never and I would love to have her on. We need to have her on um just to get her coaching just like perspective philosophy yeah Yeah, she is never like yelling or stomping like when somebody comes off she's always giving high fives or a hug or smiling like man that's just awesome to see like yeah i think that's also a scary coach that's a scary coach on the opposing side man one that doesn't have those reactions or or, you know i think that just kind of goes to show the the type of mentality you know that's a mentally tough person be able to understand i think uh I forgot the name of the book, but I remember I started it. I'm not good about finishing books, but I'm good about starting them. And so <laughs> it was about Russell Wilson, uh, quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, and how he has like a like a like a mental coach, essentially that oh, okay. helps him walk through like a week to week basis on his attitude. 
And one of the first things early on in the book that he talks about is that in situations, be neutral. Don't get too high on yeah. big wins and don't get too low when things aren't going your way. If you remain neutral, you have an opportunity to come back and you're going to keep a level head throughout the process. And for me reading that, it was kind of like, damn, that's a scary coach or a scary player, you know, to be yeah. around. One that knows that, hey, you know what? It's, it's, it's never enough and it's never as bad as it seems, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations well, I, to them, man. I, I hope, you know, they finish off the season on a positive note, you know, exactly. and then see what we do in that tournament. Yep, exactly. You know, and, you know, with those tournaments, you just never know what's going to happen. That's kind of cool. Never know. Uh, you never know. Some team can just get started and, and, and get on a roll and just go through the whole thing. So uh, wish them luck. Wish them luck tonight as they're, as we are doing this podcast. So, uh yep. basketball yep. is back angel back, basketball baby. oh my goodness it feels like forever and this, is, this, and, and... this is this is this is adam's sport let that be clear oh, now man. it's not my sport <laughs> i'm still learning i love to watch it but still as far as you know kind of a perspective of being able to kind of really assess and kind of dissect different parts of the game <laughs> i'm a newbie to it you know in comparison to some so i'm going to really rely on adam for you know when it comes to basketball season let's just say that there you go. There we go. You know, it, it's 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 nice. Hopefully, you know, they're going to have some some fans in there this year. Um, I'm really, really excited for, um, you know, especially the men's side where they have those freshmen come in. They hadn't they don't know what, you know, Dahlberg Arena looks like with a packed mm-hmm. stadium. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm really excited for them to be able to um, send out the seniors, Mac Anderson, out on, you know, uh, a last season where he can have fans and stuff like that really excited about that uh go let's go into men's basketball first you know they just played dickinson state uh former uh grizz head coach uh derek selvig uh is the head coach there guys they played them last year it was kind of a little bit closer last year this year they handled them handled uh, 74 to 27 uh that is the lowest point total that uh, in ever ever in Dahlberg arena mm-hmm. it is the lowest point total since 1936 and it's the lowest fewest in a game at home since 1977 that's incredible think about that yeah. you know what i, I kind of I, I saw glimpse and pieces and highlights of the game and it looked like they had a little bit of a chip on their shoulder you know yeah 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 and i think they, they, that they came fire out with some swag <laughs> yeah and, and not to say that the fire wasn't there last year, but I feel like they're confident. They're kind of setting, settling into that a little bit, Yeah, you know? So when yeah. they're out there, they're playing a little bit meaner. They're playing a little faster, not necessarily a little bit harder, but they're, they're kind of up for the challenge, you know, as opposed yeah. to last year, it was, it was a learning curve. It was a growth period, you know, is what yeah. you can expect of every single program out there in the United States. Nothing's going to change. It's going to have good years. They're going to have bad years, you know? Yeah. And I think last year was really kind of the, the, their learning curve. And I think this year they're really kind of, to step into their own a little bit, have a little bit more swag, have a little bit more confidence to go out there and get some dubs. So, I mean, big expectations. Obviously, you know, preseason game, you can't really tell much about it. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing with football, same thing with soccer. Preseason doesn't define you. But as far as that first game, I thought it was really hopeful and something to look forward to for the rest of the year. Yeah, well, and that team last year, they were super young. They were one of, like, the t- top ten in, in how young they were. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's – I think uh, they said – I have the somewhere here, but the the top three freshmen that the average twenty five uh, minutes a game, and that's the first time in 
since forever that's happened at the Grizz. Um, so, but just to see them kind of solidify what they, what they can do, everyone has confidence. It was like almost like they're running two units out there where they would have one unit come on one unit go off. Um, really, really excited about Lionel Martin and what he brings and that consistency. Um, what a dog. And, oh man. Oh man. It was just really good. It was really good to see DJ too get back from some of the injuries that he, he went through last year. Um, and so. Man, I just I'm so like this team. There's not a lot of expectations with this team. You know, they're picked, I believe, like fourth in the conference. But man, yeah. you better watch out because uh, you know the top four. There's not much really. There's not a really that much difference um, yeah. between those. Um, so I, I really think that they could push women's basketball too. Man, they yeah, had an dude, exhibition. What the heck, huh? Wow! Against Rocky, they beat Rocky. 56 to 60. And then they also had an exhibition against Northwest Nazarene. Uh, and, you know, they put the shellackings on them 84 to 46. Crazy, huh? What an yeah. offensive output, though. Think about that. Yeah. Super 84 points. Again, exactly. Come in with some juice and coming into the year. Yep. I mean, what else yeah. could you expect out of a program? Or what else could you want? You know, coming off, feeling good looking confident, have some confidence building games, ready to roll into that preseason on the right foot, on the strong yeah. foot. And so, again, both teams, I'm both extremely excited about, man. I can't wait to get in there and watch the games myself, dude. Well, and, you know, just with the women's basketball, just having so many new pieces. They have oh, yeah. so many new pieces. They have, a you know, not a, a whole new coaching staff, but they have a new, you know, three of the four coaches are, are new. Um, and so – uh, it's, it's really cool to see really, um, interested in seeing what happens with them. I really yep. think, um, it, it's going in the right direction. Just to let everybody know, you know, there are some huge games happening with men's basketball and women's basketball. So men's basketball, they are going to, and I just saw that their, their plane landed on Twitter. Um, they are in Mississippi, uh, Starkville, Mississippi. They're playing Mississippi state, uh, this Saturday. Um, at 5 p.m. there it's being shown on the sec plus network Mm -hmm. so i don't think you'll be able to watch it on espn plus um but then they are playing uh monday against uh university of north dakota as well yeah i mean with that i think i think basketball is extremely extremely unique as i mean obviously compared to football because that's all i really know you know is that the fact that you know it's collectively there's no d1 there's no d1 double a you know they're it's all the same you know and so the fact that they're traveling over to a big time university like that and and you know having that opportunity to play against a university like that i think it's absolutely incredible man i mean it'd be fun as a player to be able to experience something like that like oh where'd you guys come from oh we came back from mississippi like what that's crazy you know, yeah. playing some big time yeah. basketball. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and to them, it's it's not really any different. You know, the last year they no, beat Washington. So yeah. it, it, it's kind of what they do and what they, what is expected to, you know. And yeah. women's basketball, they have a huge game. They play Gonzaga um, on Sunday at 2 p.m. That one is going to be on ESPN+. Plus. So if you can't uh, go, make it to, to Gonzaga, uh, definitely uh, <laughs> watch it, man. Watch so. it somewhere, yeah, man, yeah. And so, you know and what? Gonzaga. There's, there's a huge Gonzaga following here in in just oh, yeah. Montana in general. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like I keep if they're not a Grizz fan, I feel like they're a Gonzaga fan. So it's like it's pretty common out here. 
Yeah. Well, and it's it's not too far away from Missoula either. So, mm-hmm. so Spokane. That's true. So. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, man. That I, that's all I have for Grizz updates. Do you have anything else, man? No, nah, man. I mean, a, a couple really promising last few weeks. You know, with those programs, um, yeah. and kind of transitioning over. Same exact thing with Grizz football, man. Oh, UNC yeah. win last week, convincing, dominated, dominating thirty-five zero. You know exactly. I think that's yep. the first shutout since uh, how many years has it been? Do you know? Um, it's been a while. I think it was since it's been a while. I think it, at least five years. Yeah. Yeah. I think like twenty. I think the last one was it wasn't it like twenty eighteen or twenty seventeen. I don't have that up here. Dude. Yeah, I've heard I it. Know. I just didn't write it down. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember for the life of me, man. But I know it's been a couple of years, man. So I know that was good. You know, yeah. good for the players. Good both offense and defense and special teams to go out there having con- convincing win. You know, especially in enemy territory, especially with UNC. How we kind of talked about it early on. You oh, know, yeah. they're not a pushover team. They're not a nope. pushover team. They've had no. some really good performances and to go out there, especially on senior night when they're all kind of juiced up and ready to go because they understand that their season's coming to an end, you know, yeah. and they essentially have nothing left to lose, you know. Exactly. We have everything to lose. They had nothing to lose, you know, and so the fact that they were to go out there, uh, first and foremost, be healthy, which is the most important part right now, I think it was absolutely beautiful, man, and what more can you ask for for a program to go out there and, and win? Like that. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and you said injury, injuries and healthy, you know, like let's just tell the, the listeners, like they're not fully healthy. Like you're not fully yep. healthy in a, in a football season. So yeah, they are nursing some injuries and they're healthy enough to play. You know, we are, you know, we still, we don't have Dylan cook. He's, he's nursing an injury. You know, AJ mm-hmm. Forbes is still out as well. And then Eli yep. Alford went down as well. Um, so you know, we are nursing some injuries um, still, uh, but, yeah. you know, we're, we're it, it's, it's, I think it's less, you know, we don't know the official, you know, they don't say that out there, but it does seem like it's getting a little bit better. Um, that, and that's where I was trying to go at, you know, the yeah. fact that a lot of those guys that were previously injured this past couple of weeks, obviously that's terrible for Eli. I'm really hoping that it's something minor. You know, exactly. but I'm talking about the overall yeah. grand scheme of things. You know, it was nice to see a lot of players back out there and yeah. go out there and, and have a really good game, you know, yeah. really kind of go out there and give give it a little bit of a showing, you know. So it's, it was promising, you know, I like yeah. in all facets, you know, yeah, even the fact that we had Dylan Cook out and Forbes out and, and Alfred out kind of during that game, I still think it's super promising. A lot of guys are slowly but surely starting to come back. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and if you were gonna say before that game, hey, you're gonna be missing Dylan Cook, AJ Forbes, you're gonna have a freshman in Brandon Casey, uh, at the you know, I believe it's right tackle, right tackle against mm-hmm. against Devin. Uh, I think his name's Devin Hogue, which was you know, he is a monster. Holy yep. Hannah, um, <laughs> I'd have been like, oh man, this is gonna be this is gonna be not good. This is gonna yep. be a nail biting one. Um, and so, you know, shout out to Brandon. Like he did, you know, pretty decent, you know, he, that, that guy's going to, that, that, that guy's going to get his, his numbers whenever he wants. That's how good that guy is. Um, yeah. so. No, I, I definitely, definitely was something to be, you know, happy about. Cause obviously going into that game, having a freshman start, it's uneasy. You know, there's no yeah. way about it. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, somebody that's a, you know, that has a, a, a 
uh, I guess a, a plethora. I learned that word this week. A plethora of experience, go. you know, <laughs> as, and then you know, kind of transitioning onto a young guy that's getting some of his first few starts. You know, it's a scary, it's a nerve-wracking thing from a player's perspective. It's a nerve-wracking thing from a quarterback perspective. It's a nerve-wracking thing for you know the other guys on the line and from a coach's perspective. You know, because yeah. you're bringing in someone and you're you know you trust him to do it. And it's not to say that he is not a trust, you know, a trustable person. It's just a scary thing. You know, yeah, because yeah. especially going against to a veteran type of player, but he handled his own man. Obviously, exactly. there's a lot of things to work on. I mean, just watching his film and watching his game. Yeah, there's growth to be made for sure. But that's what's promising about a player like that. You know, being so young, yeah. being able to go in there, handle your own and still be able to leave and say, hey, you know what? I was a pretty good performance, but there's you could be so much better. You know, it's yeah. one of the best feelings in the world that, you know, that there's 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 so much room for growth. Yep. Yep. Definitely. You know, and, and speaking on that growth, you know, uh, we are better in penalties. We only had five penalties for 39 yep. yards going back to the injuries. You know, we had Isaiah Childs and Xavier Harris and Deary Todd back from injuries as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, yeah, I just, it's kind of weird because like you go into it and you're kind of, well, like, we were not like low, but like, it was kind of like, Oh man, we're really hurting. And yep. then going after this, you're like, dang, yes. I, it, yeah, it feels good. Like 35 to nothing. Like that feels really good. Yeah. Uh, and so um, not to like go too high, like kind of <laughs> like what you said earlier, uh, have a, a a level tone of, of a win. You know, it, this is a good stepping stone, but we've got a stone here coming up here um, this week that that's not going to be easy as well. Yep. Um, but shout out. We got some shout outs, man, because. We, have we had some record break, like, like, like not record breaking, but some one record breaking and some pretty close, man. Yeah, um, pretty good performances for sure. Exactly. Samuel Kim, man, he, he moves oh. into second um, for touchdown receptions yeah. uh, with, he had two that game. He's really close. You know, I think he needs two more to pass uh, Mark Mariani for first and touchdown receptions. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, uh, eighth in you know career passing yards he passed uh Samori Toure um and so he he's he's sixth in the receptions as well with 177 um mm-hmm. he is just climbing the charts and it's really good to see him you know I know he puts in a lot of work and he works extremely oh, yeah. hard um it's good to see him getting some of that recognition and moving up the charts and I just wish him the best man I mean, it was a huge day for him. I mean, three catches for 72 yards, that's, that's you know, huge numbers right there. Yeah. Three yep. catches, 72 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, what, what more could you ask for as a from receiver play? You know, exactly. scoring points, getting yards, moving the chains. You yep. know? And that's like a signature thing, man. As soon as he gets that first down, it's always, you know, pointed in the right direction. Yep. Pointed first down, you know, yep. to let people know, like, hey, I'm going to get these catches. I'm going to get first downs, and I'm going to know that, hey, I'm going to let you guys know that I earned every down and every yard that I got, you know. Oh, and he went he went beast mode, dude. Like, on that one reception, like, he was it, – it looked like he was playing middle school football with a couple of middle schoolers, and he was just a grown a grown man. A grown man. That, yep. Oh, my goodness, taking three guys into the end zone. And yeah. It, I was just like – Dang, dude. And the <laughs> athleticism that the dude has is absolutely insane, dude. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, that that leaping grab over the oh court, over gosh. the DB, man. Absolutely yeah. incredible, man. You have to have su- such crazy, you know, obviously you got to high point the ball, which he absolutely did phenomenally. You know, oh, yeah. come down on it, 
catch the ball, you know, and make sure that, you know, you get at least one foot in that end zone, man. It was absolutely incredible to see him just go out and perform like that, man. I mean, shout out to that guy, man. I wish yeah. nothing but the best for him, man. And I hope he gets an opportunity to play at the next level because that guy, that, that boy can ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And dude, that, that picture just real, like, I know, like, wide receivers have big hands. His hands looked huge in that picture. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ginormous, like, like, just dude, mitts, I just like, it was huge. I don't know if 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 um if I'm if I'm gonna be correct in saying this, man, but I remember I think it was his freshman year. And for okay. whatever reason, I think he had just picked up like his gear, you know, to get ready. I don't know if it was for camp or for a game. I can't remember for the life of me. But I remember I saw a pair of gloves right there on the counter and they were humongous. And I was like, damn, whose gloves are those? And they're like, <laughs> Oh, those are Sammy's. Cause I was wearing two X debatably three X, you know, gloves. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, man, he has like a four X, five X or something like that. I don't oh know that to be true. He gracious. might be a three X, but the <laughs> fact that he has three X hand, you know, is, yeah. I mean, it's just going to play to his advantage, man. That's the reason why yeah. he can make those, those leaping grabs. And, you know, he has, I mean, sticky fingers, you know? Yeah. Catch everything man, I, that's thrown your way, man. Uh, hopefully I have large hands. Like, like, <laughs> I don't know what, what compared to like uh glove things like uh that's that's yeah um yeah man <laughs> but yeah he, he had a day dude i'm so proud of him and i'm so happy for him dude yeah definitely you know who definitely. also had a pretty good day that i was really impressed with mitch roberts man he had another good yeah. showing yep seven yep. catches for 74 yards man Yep. a little bit over, over 10 yards of carry i mean those are great numbers as a receiver too man Dude, and his like he just blows me away. The one catch that he made, like I was like, oh man, that was just grounded. And he like it was like he like he has like um like vacuum hands. It's like Phoom! and like just yep. like sucks it right to his hand. And like he made that catch, and I'm like, holy crap, dude! Like yeah, man, we need to. We I think we need to throw the ball a little bit more to these wide dude, receivers that we got. That man. that his family line is is impressive too. Oh, yeah. His brother was yep. a baller here. His brother yep. was 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 a was a baseball player. I think at Washington State before he transferred over, and he had a great last. I mean, he had only been playing football for a handful of years, man. And he, I mean, he transitioned yeah. from baseball, came over here and dominated. His little brother got an opportunity to play here too, man. He's a, I think he's a Missoula kid too, man. He's absolutely dominated, bro. I mean, I'm yeah. nothing but happy for that guy, dude. He, he's done really well, you know, as a receiver. And it's it's one of those things, man. I know we're I know we're coming back down to you know obviously the last regular season you know games and i just hope that he gets the opportunity to score a couple touchdowns and i mean that'd be awesome yeah. to see be able to kind of finish it out at least the season with a couple tubs in it man i mean he's been nothing but a great asset for us exactly exactly yeah. and just really just consistent like he it, he always gives you um 100 and some of the blocks man that these got these wide receivers were giving on on the like because we had a lot of big bigger plays this last game and the mm -hmm. the the just the blocks down the field, I was impressed with the wide receivers yeah. as well. So, and I think I think that's that's something that they've always taken great pride in, dude. Yeah. I mean, even even going back to kind of like my early days, man. I mean, I remember those guys, regardless of who all who who it was, Ellis Henderson or Jamal Jones, or you know some of those guys out there, you know, can transition onto Jeremy Cal. I mean, they they block their ass off all the time, you know. Yeah. I mean, we would literally put up film and be like, okay, we need we need this type of effort. You know, we have effort plays at the end of every week, man, and they'd be up consistently, man. It just goes to show as a unit, 
that they don't that they don't care about you know just making those flashy plays and scoring touchdowns. They care yeah. about getting the job done and they'll do whatever they can. You know, they'll they'll give their whole body on the line in order to get that first down, in order to get that big play, that short play, that running play. They're working. They're working just yeah. as much as anybody else out there. You know, as opposed to some of the guys on different teams, man. Sometimes you'll see. You know, kind of the receiver, he's not getting the ball. He'll kind of lounge around. No, not these guys, man. These guys are all hustle, all heart, you know? Yep, yep. Yep. And then, you know, the last one before we get into some other things, uh, Justin, the INT Ford, man. Holy cow. Seven Seven interceptions in seven games. He is the leader in the FCS and the FBS um, in interceptions. Uh, Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, I'm I'm amazed. Like that, like and some and some people are like are, say that you know, wow, the ball's really finding him. I know for a fact he is probably in the film room watching film all the time. He is consistently um, putting time in into his craft. It, yeah. That that stuff just doesn't just doesn't happen. It doesn't find um, you like that. No, no you, you get no. something that uh, you know. Teaching him in high school, he always had it. You know, in writing on his board, you get uh, lucky by doing the right thing over and over. You know, and that's the epitome of 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 his success, man. I mean, he does the right things. He's in that film room. You know, he's hustling to the ball to be in those positions to make those plays. You know, he's hustling from field sideline to sideline, man. He's not like he's just happens to throw his way. Somebody tucks it or somebody, you know, bounces it, fobbles it. And he just happens to be there for seven games in a row, you know, absolutely incredible. The dude is a workhorse. There's a reason why he has you know, seven interceptions on the year, dude, you know, Mm -hmm. congratulations to him, man. Congratulations to that guy. Yeah. And it would be really interesting because I I believe it would be higher too. If, if, you know, he's got seven interceptions right now, but it would be interesting to look at, you know, the other interceptions that people have had. I bet you he's either knocking the ball, tipping the ball, or he's close to the ball um, in those interceptions as well. Um, I know that the Trajan Cotton one where he ran back, like he basically, like it, he was there too. Um, um, Again, so, you get lucky by doing the right things over and over. Yep. And you know what? I think it's even bigger. And I think that he knows too, is that it's an opportunity to inspire, man. I mean, yep. if you think about his story, you know, kind of having to leave Louisville and then, you know, come to yep. Montana. I mean, I'm sure that couldn't have been a tough transition, you know, make, taking a leap of faith like that, you know, but I'm sure yep. he knew in his heart that, you know, it's his time. It's his opportunity. You know, when a lot of people are watching him right now, and I think he's he's carrying it well, man, because he has an opportunity to inspire. And I think that's the biggest part about who he is as a person, man. I mean, yeah, yeah you could talk about all these stats and all these games, but, you know, his story speaks for himself. His hustle speaks for himself. And, you know, and I think it's inspiring to see. And I think a lot of young players and, and young kids are going to take to that and be like, okay, I want to be like that guy, you know? Exactly. I want to model my game after him. Yeah, he could have got a big head and, you know, and dropped off, yeah. you know? But he... He yeah. hasn't. So that's awesome. He to hasn't, see. man. So it's awesome to see, man. I gotta give a couple other shout outs too, brother. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Cole, man. Another touchdown. He's yep. been showing out that you know the, the second half of the season, man. I've been I've been extremely proud of him and happy for him, dude. Yeah, he's really find, found found his role and kind yeah. of really kind like that consistent factor. I think he's kind of like kind of um not necessarily the playbook, but kind of knows what he needs to do now. And yeah. I think he was kind of searching about what, what his role was, but man, he is just, you know, I, I think he's like second in like Mr. Consistency um, with, with what Mitch Roberts is doing. Um, he's yeah. just playing phenomenal. I would have to. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, and that's really where it counts, man. I mean, you can talk about the early half of the season, but what really matters is that the yep. games that they remember are played in November, you know? Yep. And so, I mean, we're at that time right now, and it, it's crunch time. You know, every, every, absolutely every game right now is crucial, you know, in order to secure a spot at that playoff contention. So, I mean, he's he's doing his own, man. I'm just extremely proud of him, too. And, you know, what's also pretty cool, too, is, man, I mean, we saw Isaiah Childs get, in, get into the end zone, man. Nine yep. rushes for 24 yards, dude. And he got a touchdown in his own. Cam, too. I mean, yep. that was a little bit scary for Cam. Oh, be my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I know that shit hurt, bro. I oh. know it hurt. Excuse the language, but oh, my God, I know it hurt. I saw that, and I'm like, oh, man, we just got him back. I do not. Like, like oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. I, like, I know the coaches are like, Cam, great job don't do that again. Like, like seriously, we just got you back, dude. Like seriously, don't get yourself hurt. Like seriously. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, man. I mean, I'm extremely happy for him, man, but I was, I literally was watching. I was like, Oh God, he's going to, he's going to, cause I was like, I know he's going to throw his body. He's going to throw his body yeah. into in, for that touchdown. You know, that's yeah. just the type of player that he is, which is absolutely incredible, man. But you know, as a fan and you're sitting there like biting your nails, like, damn, okay. Is he okay? Is he going to get yeah. up? Is he going to be all right? Yeah. You know, cause you never know, dude, you never know. You know, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, a quarterback and he's, you know, going against, you know, these these big linebackers, these big defensive linemen, these DBs that are coming downhill, you know, it it's scary when you're in that position. You know, I'd be yeah. I'd be terrified, you know. And yeah. so I mean, the fact that he's okay, man, and that he's able to do these things and you know, we have him for another game, it, it's a win, brother. You know, and he, he, yeah. he played absolutely phenomenal. Nineteen for twenty five, two hundred and thirty three yards and three touchdowns, man. I mean, obviously that's a combination of, of everything of the production of of the wide right receiver play. You know, of him yep. just being able to read the field and kind of escape because there was a couple of plays where you know they could have had a couple more sacks than they already did. Yeah, well, and that's something that, that they did have some sacks, man, and they, and they probably could have had a lot more if it wasn't for Cam's ability to get out of the pocket. You know, they did have. Let's kind of go in some some of the numbers. They did have five sacks yeah. um, on us, um, and you know that could be with with the injuries and the the position changes and stuff like that, but. Um, you know, rushing yards, we had 156 rushing yards to their 72. Um, that's four yards a carry. Uh, passing yards, 233, like you said, with an average um, reception of over 8.6 yards. They only had 173. We had 389 total yards. You know, this is the huge stat. We are eight for 15 on third down. Like yep. that, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Um, and so red zone, you were three for three. We still didn't win the, the time of possession, um, but we did a good enough job where our offense was on the field a little bit more of the time where our defense, I felt like could get some rest and at yep. the end of the game. You know, we were having our second and third um, people in on defense. And I think that's going to bode well um, farther down the line to get some of these guys some rest. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that's that's. I mean, and I really do believe that it starts up up there up front, dude. I mean, yep. I think they played a phenomenal game. Obviously, five sacks. Don't know the situation. Sometimes it's going to happen. You know, it's really about the position. But you want to avoid those things that as an offensive line play. You know, and yep. so I think that's really kind of the challenge for this next week and just finishing off the rest of the season is that line play. They got to control the line of scrimmage. They got to be yep. able to con convert on third and down. They got to give Cam the time. Cam will make the plays that he needs to make. You know. But it really yeah. is up front where it all starts in those games. And those guys are going to put them in the best position to win. Again, being able to control the field a little bit more, being able to be on the field a little bit more, you know, those longer drives gives them, uh, the defense an opportunity to ball. I mean, you saw how they played this week when they had a little bit of rest. 
you know, they came out flying and it was yeah. flying from the first play to the last play, you know? Yep. So, I mean, I said it last week, man, it really had to be one in the trenches and I'm going to continue to say it for the rest of the year. It's up to yep. those guys. It really exactly. is up to those guys. Exactly, man. Exactly. It goes with those guys. You ready to talk about our next opponent, man? Let's do it, brother. Let's do it. So, you know, this game kind of, you know, is kind of a hard one. Um, yep. You know, you, you, we're playing Northern Arizona at Northern Arizona. And, yep. you know, you've heard our podcast. You've probably heard Angel talk about the elevation. Um, yep. So, you know, and it's right smack right before the uh, Grizz Cat weekend, which kind of, you know, I'm not saying they're going to overlook this game, but it, it, it's hard to not look at what's coming up and what's yep. going around right now. Missoula with, uh, you know, getting, trying to get game day there. Um, this could be a trap game a little bit, I think. Yep. Um, and this team isn't a bad team by any means. Yep. Um, you know, they beat, let's, let's kind of go down their, their schedule. Yep. You know, they played Sam Houston state number one team in the nation. They lost 16 to 42. Um, mm-hmm. South Dakota, they they kind of got their uh, handed to them seven to thirty four, mm-hmm. a loss. That next week, what do they do? They beat Arizona at Arizona twenty one nineteen. Pac twelve um, team, baby, yeah, yeah, Pac twelve team. The next week, they lose in overtime to Northern Colorado by by a touchdown. Um, that next week after that, they beat Idaho State forty eight seventeen. They beat uh, Southern Utah fifty nine to thirty five. Um, they lose to Sac State that following week, 44 to zero. And then uh, Idaho, they beat at Idaho, 38 31, which that's always hard to do, go to Idaho yep. and play. And then yep. um, recently they just lost to UC Davis, which the score is misleading. It was 24 to 40. But that game, they were in that game until their, their first string quarterback and their second string quarterback got hurt. They played yep. four. They played four quarterbacks in that game. Crazy. Um, they're they're too deep that they just released. I believe tonight doesn't have any of the, the quarterbacks that I <laughs> I wrote down. Um, so who knows? That might be a play, and I'll still go over some of the guys that they have. Um, but that's kind of a question mark going into it. Who are they going to play at quarterback? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a couple there's a couple of different things that you just mentioned. And I think kind of starting yeah. off with last week that UC Davis lost. Yeah. I think one thing for people to understand out there um, to take into consideration coming to this week is that they have nothing to play for anymore. They nope. they're out of playoff contention, you know, with the, following that loss last week. Yep. So they are looking to ruin anybody else's season. You know, yep. they have us, and then they're following that next week against uh, uh, Cal Poly. Yep. So, with that being said, it's a whole different mentality. You know, yeah. you're looking to, you know, kind of bring people. You, you ever heard the say, saying, misery loves company? Same oh, yeah. exact situation. Exactly. You know, they're trying to, you know, put teams in the same position that they're in. You know, not being able to make that playoff contention having some notable wins, especially coming into this this last couple games of the season. And there's a couple things to consider there. Travel. Traveling is always hard for any team. You know, that's why notoriously every team in the country, you know, they don't have as good statistics when it comes to on the road as opposed to being at home. You know, we're a perfect example. We're really good at home 
And not to say that we're bad on the road, but there are some games where we get the better of us, you know, whether that be, you know, how far the distance, the type of environment, that all plays into consideration. So they have home field to manage. So let's just start off there. Two, yeah. Flagstaff elevation is absolutely insane, dude. I hated playing there simply because of the elevation. I said this before, that first half of the game, or I'll just finish up the warm-up, I felt like I played a game and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the most notable, you know, cross-country runners in the country exactly. train at Flagstaff. Yep. So that just goes to show that the elevation actually makes a difference. I'm talking about and they, you put they on have shoes, the trophies too. They have the trophies to prove it with their running they program do. there. National they champions. Do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so again, they're sitting at four and five, you know, with notable wins over the Pac-12, which is an awesome, awesome win. So yep. again, they're they're trying to make. I think they're looking for the battle, and they're they're trying to finish above 500. You know exactly. And so if they win yeah. these two games, they're they're six and five and five yep. and three in the in the Big Sky. That's yeah. a good jump off point for the next season. Yeah, that that that's a winning that's a winning season in people's eyes when it comes to yep. the numbers. You know, yep. and so the fact that they have all those things kind of going for them, it poses not necessarily a threat but uh, an opportunity. You know, I like yeah. to see it as an opportunity. You know, it, it's going to be tough for us to travel out there and be able to play in their environment, in that dome that I absolutely hate, you know, those types of things. It's tough out there, dude. It's tough yeah. out there. So, again, it goes to show that this isn't going to be a given win, regardless of what happened last week or the previous weeks or the fact that they're, you know, that they're sitting at what, what, what do they are in Big Sky play? Three and three. Three and three. Yeah, the yep. fact that they're sitting three and three. I mean, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. Yeah. And, again, yep. I'm going to say this every single week. There are, everybody's a different team when they play us. Yep. You know. So yep. with all that being said, it's it it's a, it's another it's another week. It's another challenge for us. You know, winning's yeah. hard, losing's easy, and so it's an yeah. opportunity for us to go in there and really kind of see where we're sitting at heading into that final game. Obviously, you make another great point too that I was thinking about today, but I didn't even realize that I was thinking about today. I was like, okay, yeah, we got Northern Arizona, but the following week, you know, we got the big one. You know. It's, yep. it's kind of hard to really kind of control that. So really focusing this week, really focusing on that specific team, knowing that, hey, we have one game to focus on because the most important one is the next one. There, there's a lot to kind of – there's a lot online right now, to say the least. Well, Angel, and I have a question for you. You know, you yep. mentioned um, on the pod uh, just, you know, what what that elevation did to you, you know. Yeah. How long cause, – because I'm thinking, you know, okay, I, I, I'm thinking, you know, uh, a close win this week. How long did it take you to get back to where you felt okay for that next game? Because, like I like you said, we're, we're they're going to be exhaustedly tired. Get back home, try to get ready for a week where possibly there might be college game day, where there's going to be other things on their plate, um, where coaching staff there's going to be more on their plate. Mm-hmm. How long did it take for your body to kind of get caught up? You know what? I think the worst part was obviously the game. Yeah. But I think I'm going to be honest, and this is kind of, you know, a little bit of the opposite of what you're probably thinking. I think it put me in a better position for that following game, simply because okay. the elevation was so tough to handle that coming back to Missoula, Montana, which we still pretty damn high elevation, it felt yeah. like a breath of fresh air. You know, same thing okay. how I, I live in Missoula, Montana, but when I go back home to Los Angeles, California, you know, I feel like I could run a marathon and a half, you know. Yeah. Could I? 
probably not but the <laughs> fact that i feel like i could you know is a promising thing you know so yeah i'm gonna say that it it probably helped me a little bit as far as okay the conditioning aspect because your your lungs are working so hard that they see as the next week i was like okay we're back in different weather you know lower yeah. elevation you could breathe a little bit easier you can get a little bit more air in your lungs you know those types of things but as far as the body you know the body the body hurts all, all i mean from the first game to the last game there's no distinction you know okay. you know being in okay. pain you're going to be in pain and again this is where taking care of your body really comes into effect doing those small things those those after lift things in the weight room going to the training room even if you feel good that's when you should be in it the most you know and that was one of the tougher lessons that i learned later on in my career you know but yeah. still doing everything that you can out 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 of out of the out, out of the actual um what do you say out of the actual facilities, you know, yeah. making sure that you do those little things. Absolutely pivotal, man. And so we've got we've got a big one this week, to say the least. Exactly. You know, they're coming in, you know, with 24, a little under 25 points a game. You know, that they're allowing a little over 30 points a game. Um, they're averaging over four yards a carry rushing with 170 yards rushing a game, 251 yards passing with a total of, you know, 422 yards of offense. Um, yep. They are, you know, they like to hold on to the ball and kind of run it too. They've got a, an amazing running back. Um, their percentage for third down is kind of low. It, they're, they're 38%, but they're, it's interesting because their, their fourth down percentage is pretty high with 58%. Um, yeah. uh, red zone, they're 19 of 28. Um, and their red zone touchdowns are, of, are 14 of 28. So, mm-hmm. um, which is, it's pretty good 50% average. Yeah. Um, like, like we said, their last game with UC Davis, who knows they probably, they know <laughs> who's going to play quarterback. Um, they had RG Martinez. Uh, um, he was a more of their, their, their throwing quarterback. Uh, 62% um, had 1,457 yards, 12 touchdowns, two interceptions um, with an average of 242 yards. Uh, and then they have Jeff Widner. Um, he threw the ball. He was a little bit more um, less accurate. He had three touchdowns and five interceptions. But um, RJ was the one that liked to run the ball too. He was the second leader, leading rusher in that game yeah. as well. Um, but their their running back is legit, man. Kevin Daniels. Um, he's got 894 yards on the season, averaging over six yards a carry. Yeah. Um, he he is he is a beast, um, yeah. and so I expect them just to give him the rock, man, and and, and feed him. Mm-hmm. You know what? And um, just in general, man, thinking about their overall kind of who they have on their team, they have some notable players, man. They yeah. have they're I mean they're stacked. You know, as far as having a couple first teamers, a couple second teamers, a couple third yeah. teamers, and a couple honorable mentions, so they have players throughout that list when it comes to all conference play. You know, yeah. so that poses a, a, a threat and challenge in itself be able to have those individual, uh, you know, kind of uh, matchups is going to be key. You know, for example, offensive line play, playing against some of those interior guys is, you know, how do you match up against certain guys, especially with the elevation change, you know, that's going to be big for them this week, you know, being yeah. able to read when they have, you know, kind of that secondary, which is pretty damn good. I know they're, they're banged up in a lot of places, yep. but that's still, I mean, it poses a threat in certain regards. You know, yep. so I think overall, there's there's a few things, uh, a few things to kind of really kind of hound in on this week in order to, I think, come out on top. I think one, the fact that we don't really know who's going to play, who's going to come out and start the game on their side. 
it makes it yeah. a little bit tough. You know, yep. it makes it a little bit tough because you don't know who to kind of prep for. It could be, you know, a running quarterback, a passing quarterback. You don't necessarily know, you know. You can expect, but then again, that that's a tough thing to do in, in the game of football, you know. Yeah. And again, those those first teams, second teams, third teamers, and honorable mentions, they're spread out throughout their, their, their roster. Exactly, you know? exactly. Well, and their defense has some, you know, the um, uh, and their offense does too. But, you know, their wide receivers, they've got Coleman Owen, 572 yards, uh, receiving and, and the, those they're long average they're the, you know the, you look at that guy he's averaging 16.3 average their next yeah. guy is uh hendrix johnson with uh 458 yards this season and his average is 18.3 both of mm-hmm. them have five touchdowns so they're 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 airing the ball out too you know that that run game is opening up that passing game as well um mm-hmm. and so um, like you said, man, that they've got some guys, Morgan Vest, um, he's a DB. He's got four interceptions on the year. And then Carson Taylor has six sacks on their defense. Um, this isn't going to be a, a team where you're going to overlook. Like you've, yep. you've said, and I've said, they're going to bring, bring their best. This is their, their time to wreck our season. Um, and they probably, you know, I, and back in the day, I thought this was like a rivalry, Northern Arizona and Montana that, I always thought back in the day when I was a kid, they always gave us trouble. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it it's, hasn't been that way for a while, I think. But, man, I, this year, anything can happen. Anything can happen, man. Anything can happen. And, again, you know, one thing that I'm looking forward to this week is because we don't know necessarily who that starting quarterback for, the, for them is going to be, yeah. I think it poses a, a huge opportunity for our defense, you know. Oh, yeah. I think, I mean, making big plays on defense, especially that D-line, I think it's going to be absolutely pivotal for this next year against yeah. some young starters. I mean, you mentioned the running back. You know, he's a freshman, the quarterback, potentially a freshman, tight end, another freshman, you know. And, again, yeah. pressure creates reaction, you know. So the fact that if they're able to apply that pressure to the quarterback, you know, to those receivers, you know, to that offensive line front, it's going to be a long day for them. You know, and exactly. again, it's going to create turnovers, going to create opportunities for us to get on the field. And that's where we really need to hound in and be able to control the ball. Because I know how hard it is to breathe up there. I know how hard it is to have your lungs up there. So the fact is, if you get stuck on these long, 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 long drives, it, it gets tough. You know, it, it'll it'll wear you out a little bit, you know. So the fact yeah. is, we need to be able to control the ball at a steady pace, be able to move the chains and be consistent in our deep game in our mid-range game, and our play-action pass, in our run game, in order to kind of have all those facets. And again, one thing to prove on from last week, I mean, yeah, we had a little bit better on the penalty side, but it could always be better. And It'll I think that's going to be huge for yeah. us. I mean, we've had better games when we've been lower in penalties. We've had better mm-hmm. games when we're able to control the field and establish that long game as well, you know? Mm-hmm. So again, it's going to take a collective effort but I'm looking forward to it at a time. I think Cam's going to go out there. He's going to play some smart football. I think we're going to take it one snap at a time. And, again, we're expecting big plays from everybody, from the offensive line to the running backs to tight ends to the receivers. It's going to take a collective effort. I know the defense is going to go out there and do their thing. Exactly, man. You know, I kind of – kind of you know, keys to the game, I kind of have, like, you know, protect Cam. Um, yep. You got to give him – like we said, it starts up front. Um, and then also my main thing too is, is get healthy, but also stay yep. healthy. You know, healthy. we don't want any, we don't want any guys, um, getting hurt. Um, uh, we want to kind of keep on 
getting those guys, you know, those running backs, getting them kind of reacquainted into the, the, um, the motion of, of it and all with Xavier and um, Isaiah coming back. Uh, so keep on building off of that and then keep building off of the, uh, the momentum that we have had with the offense from last week. You know, you don't go back to just running the ball, but you know, it, we, last week proved that we can throw down the field to our wide receivers. We've got the wide receivers. We've got the talent um, and just keep on building off that because this is how I look at it and nothing to, against Northern Arizona, but this is our last, it's not a tune-up game by any means because anybody can beat us, but this is our last like game where we can work on some stuff until it matters. Now it does matter. This game does matter, but yeah. the next game after this really matters because it's going to affect a whole lot of things. And I do have a couple people that um, had some questions and I, I do think I have one of those questions um, for some reason. I can't find the other one, so I will continue to find those. But um, this, this is a pivotal week, man, to, to kind of build off of what we did last, last week. Um, and then just to survive the elevation, I know you've, you've had your trials with it as well. Just survive it and kind of keep moving on from it. Um, and just don't underestimate this team. Um, yeah. the, what, what the worst thing is we could underestimate this team and just get, yeah, lose. And, and that's the crazy that part way. about football. You know, once you start winning, it feels nice to win. You know, it yeah. really 100% does, but it's important to kind of remain that focus. It's 1-0 every single week. It's not, you know, what we're sitting at. I think we're sitting at that 8-2 that and two mark right now. Am I right? Or is it 7-2? 7-2. Uh, seven 7-2, seven yeah, 7-2. Yep. So it's nice to say, hey, yeah, we're, we're on a 72 mark right now, but we, we there's huge games to win right now. There's still a lot to do, you know, and we're coming into, you know, the I said it before already. I mean, the games that remember I played in November. So really this is going to put us in a position to see – you know, how we're able to do when it comes to that playoff contention and how far we're really going to go. And it's going to set the pace. And you made some great points right there. Obviously, being able to control the elevation, you know, being able to handle it yeah. as best as they can, uh, being able to stay healthy, protect Cam, protect everybody, everybody stay up, you know, those types of situations. And obviously yeah. go out there and, and go win a game, you know, go win a game. That's the most important thing, man. Go win a game, go be healthy, go get ready for next week. Because realistically, yes, it should be a win. You know, it should be a win. And that's yeah. the expectation that we have here in Grizz Nation. You know, I mean, that's how we're going to expect every game to go. You know, we're going to be yeah. as realistic as we can be. But that pressure is there for a reason. That's why people come to Montana, because exactly. you're expecting to win. That's why people come to Montana, because that, that standard is different here as opposed to other places, you know. And it's yep. and, and this is really the year to kind of show, hey, you know what, well, we're a real deal. We're a serious contender, and we're ready to take it as far as we kind of go. Exactly. Well, on that note, buddy, what is uh, your uh, prediction? Oh, man. Do you want me to go first? I think you went first last week, so I'm going to go this I week. I did. Okay. Protect, protect, protect. You know, what we have kind of going on. I'm going to say you said that we've given – or that they've given up over 30 points a game. Yeah, I would the, like the, to say that – point differential is uh, negative five, so, yeah. So, I'm going to say 31-14. 31-14. Yeah. Okay. All right. Ours are pretty close. <laughs> what, what, what are you thinking? Uh, Mine's 28-12. 28-12. Yeah, we're really close. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we always end up – you know what's funny, dude? We've been posting on, like, the Montana Grizz fans page, 
And uh, I had a guy that made me laugh, dude. I mean, we posted about, <laughs> I posted about it, and it was like a 35-0 Grizz win. You know, I get a little headed. You know, it came out pretty cool, and I posted it, and I was pretty proud of it. And a lot of people started liking it, and a lot of people started commenting on it. And most of them were, were all, all of them were like, "Go oh, Grizz, good to be back." You know, nice to uh-huh. see you commit to win, et cetera, et cetera. But there's this one guy that uh, that commented on it. He was just like, "Yep, your guys' prediction was way off." <laughs> dot dot dot. Once again. <laughs> And I yep. was like, oh, I literally uh, started chuckling at it. I was just like, I mean, you're not wrong, but I mean, there's nothing, there was really nothing else. I liked the comment. I commented back. I was like, can't win any, but yeah, I thought yeah. it was pretty funny, dude. Or we don't know it. We, we know a lot about a little, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't know nothing about nothing. That's exactly. Exactly, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we had some people um, um, get a hold of us. And for some reason, some of them are not showing up on my phone. But uh, we did have one um, kind of want to know our thoughts on just the seating wise of what we think might happen, how that can play a part in the next kind of playoff phase uh, of that. Um, you know, we are, you know, we're in the top 10. Um, we're going to need some help to get a top eight seed. Um, it, it, it kind of depends on where we get, come into the rankings after our, 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 our NAU game. You know, I, mm-hmm. I could see us, you know, moving up into the top eight and then, you know, Montana state being in, in a top eight scenario too. Um, if our, if our game is close and we lose, mm-hmm. um, I'm, we have an outside chance, I would think. If we win, yeah, we're definitely a top, top four to five, four to eight kind of seed. If we if we win out from this this point on, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, and and those are those are important for home games. You know, those are important yeah. for games um, going on, and also just because man, the. Uh, committee likes to have regional games where you're not having a lot of travel. Well, that kind of stinks for, <laughs> for us because there's not really a lot of teams that are really regionalized with us, except for our own yep. conference. Yep. Um, and so you're going to see probably a lot more games where you're going to play a first round game. Probably um, if we're not in, top eight seed where we're playing maybe Eastern Washington or UC Davis or, or Sac state or something like that, where we're, we're playing somebody regionalized. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it's it would be great for home games, my opinion, which doesn't mean much. If we don't win out, we're not going to get a top eight seed. Yeah, no, I think that's pretty realistic to say, I mean, lo- losing, you know, a total of four games, you know, ended off the season kind of on that seven to four mark. It's really yeah. tough to make an argument that we need to be in the top eight, you know, yeah. in comparison to other type of teams, strength of schedule, yada, yada, those types of things. So this game, I think you brought about a good point. I think it needs to be a convincing win in order for us to even be considered to move up a spot. Obviously, there's yeah. some big games coming into the last couple of weeks. Some of them, they're going to be, you know, kind of those higher, kind of higher ranking teams versus some higher ranking teams. You know, so again, yeah. it is going to depend on who wins, who loses, if they, you know, and kind of where they fall with that. If we win by, you know, uh, uh, the neck of our hair, you know, just barely kind of getting it up, 
I I can potentially see us, you know, either staying the same or potentially moving down a spot or two, even though it's a yeah. win because of the type of win that it is, especially the type of opponent that we play. So yeah. number one, what's most important in order for us to kind of stay in that top 10 contention is who wins, who loses, and we yep. need to have a convincing win. If we have a convincing yep. win, I could definitely see us moving up a spot. Two is a little bit far-fetched, but I do think that there may be an opportunity to kind of stay in that top nine kind of realm. And then yeah. obviously with that following week, we play the biggest game of the season, you know, exactly. and it's going to really determine on where we fall on that kind of sitting chart, you know? And so I think really, because I think they're, I think uh, the cats are ranked, I think t- number three right now. I think it's either three or four. Yeah. Three or Definitely. four. And so obviously yeah. with the one like that, I could totally see us, you know, flip flop and switching it over, you know, but again, that's next week's game. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But the most important yeah. thing in order for playoff contention right now is I truly think that we need to have a convincing win. If it's not a convincing win, I could see us either staying at that 10 mark or even coming down a spot, depending yeah. on who wins. Yeah, I I can kind of see that as well. Like, let's see, um, Montana State's three. Uh-huh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I just I, – I, I, with some of the things that are – when you get down to this time of year, it, it does look, it, it, it depends on who, who you played that that's strength of schedule is huge. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think we have a necessary like a good running for a top eight mm-hmm. seed just because of who we played. I think that Dixie state game kind of hurt us. Um, and, and Dixie state didn't help themselves out by not winning very many games either. Um, and so, and then the Southern Utah game kind of bit us too, where a win is a win and don't get me wrong, but you know, winning by one point to a, a team that's only won one game, yep. um, with the voters doesn't seem like a, a great thing in the end. Um, and so, um, the next question was just like, <laughs> you know, with, with realignment happening, um, Sam Houston State, you know, going to uh, Conference USA, um, you know, Jackson State as well. Um, what do you think about realignment and what do you think about um, Montana moving up to FBS? You know what? That's a tough one. I mean, yeah. I've seen people argue it from a strength standpoint of who can we compete with. I've seen yeah. people argue it from a logistic standpoint of, well, you know, kind of university attendance, university enrollment. And then as far as, hey, do we even have the money to do something like that or the stadium capacity? So I've seen it kind of all around the spectrum. And realistically, yeah. man, those are all great points. It's kind of sad to see. I think there's some special about the F- 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 FCS that you mm-hmm. can't really find anywhere else. You know, yeah. and I think it, it, it's a true tournament system that really is kind of how it should be, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I like the top four, obviously, that it makes it exciting when it comes to the FBS play. But in the FCS, you really get to see a true champion. You know, exactly. in the game of football, it's so unpredictable. You don't know. And it's kind of sad to see these teams leave, you know, because yeah. the legitimate programs that really kind of, <laughs> you know, have, have, have been a staple in building up what the FCS means. You know, it's kind of yeah. sad to see a little bit. And you know what? I, at first, when I first got here, it was kind of like, yeah, we could definitely play at the next up because we could we could play at, at you know at a, at a higher division, hundred percent. But yeah. I mean, I think it takes away from the legitimacy. I mean, I mean, it's nice to go to a bowl game, but it's even sweeter to know that in the FCS, you're the top dog. You know, exactly. you earned a, you earned a championship. You know, and there's something about that that just 
you know, it sits right with me, man. And it makes it so special. And it, it, it's kind of, it's kind of like, I like being the underdog and underrated, you know, because yeah. then we get to games like Washington and we, we pull up these absolutely incredible upsets and it's like, Oh shit, they're the real deal. <laughs> yeah. You know? So could yeah. we do it from a logistic standpoint? I don't necessarily know. I'm not a math yeah. major. I'm not a math nerd. I mean, there's a reason like why my career is in sales, you know, I'm, I'm not built for those numbers, you know, and that's me humbling myself, you know, there. And then two, as far as can we compete? Yeah, we can compete. Yeah, we can play. And then absolutely we can actually have winning seasons and dominate in certain aspects in certain regards, you know, yeah. but it is going to change the dynamics of what it means to be a true national champion. And it is going to change the dynamics of what it's like to compete in a true tournament. And, you know, just what we bring to the legitimacy of the FCS, you know, if we're, we're left with lower tier teams to kind of run the whole, you know, FCS. It just, just doesn't sit well with me, you know? Yeah. One, well, you know, I grew up, you know, watching, you know, Marshall, which, you know, our first national championship was against Marshall and they were FCS. Um, mm-hmm. Got to see Randy Moss play um, not there, but on TV, which against Montana. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's, it's bittersweet. Like you said, you know, Marshall going and then, um, Georgia Southern and, mm-hmm. and then all these other teams app state, they're gone. Um, James Madison's leaving Southern, you know, Sam Houston's leaving. So my worry as a fan and as a person that has, has seen this happen slowly is who's going to be left. Exactly. You know, yeah. this realignment thing isn't done. I've heard a lot of uh, uh, contacted some people that are in way more than I. And this thing's not done by any means. Uh, they're, mm. they're, the conferences are going to add. There's conferences that haven't haven't added yet that will um, to survive. So uh, I, I have no clue. Could the Grizz mm. make it? Yeah, I think they could make they could make the move and be more successful in basketball a whole lot sooner than they could in football. And mm-hmm. I think that's more of a logistic kind of thing because it's a whole lot more money to spend with football than it is with basketball. Um, you know, and, and it just depends on where, where we're going to, if we're going to pack 12. That's going to be a whole lot harder than mountain West. Yeah. Um, a mountain West we could play with right now. Um, so, you know, is it, is, is it something that where, um, down the line where we're going to be playing Eastern Washington. And that's like, you know, the, the, the game to see. And there's nothing really anybody against us to for, for the FCS tournament wise. Um, Cause you know, what if, and what if North Dakota state and South Dakota state leave? Yeah. Like, I mean, exactly. They, like if you have North Dakota state, South Dakota state leave, you're going to have some of those other in the Missouri Valley leave as well. Yeah. Um, so then what's left in the FCS, it's just a lot yeah. of not, not to be rude, but just leftovers. And then what's the point of playing in, in the FCS? Yeah, um, exactly. It takes away from the legitimacy of, of who we are because realistically, yeah. man, a lot of FCS teams to put a beat down a lot of FBS teams. Oh yeah. So I, oh, yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, kind of conspiracy theorists that like, Hey, they're kind of scared that we're oh, yeah. as good as we really are. You know, yep. with legitimate coaching, with legitimate players, with legitimate, you know, um, authority to be even in the discussion of, hey, okay, th- this is some football that people need to see, you yeah. know. And I think that scares them a little bit because they, I mean, I think it in some regards, in some people's eyes, that there might be that that conversation of, 
pay in some type of light, they are equals, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they get a little bit more money at the FBS level, but I mean, they're getting beat by, you know, some FCS teams. You know, granted, yeah. they're really good FCS teams. And I think <laughs> it adds to legitimacy again, back to the same yep. conversation. So yep. it's like, I like where we're at, man. I really hope we never get to that point where those, those, those big dogs, you know, really decide to kind of leave the FBS because like you said, nothing against those lower tier teams because it's going to change every single year i mean we've had good years and bad years to be considered yeah. the top of the top and you know more on the lower side as well i mean it it, it happens in the game of football you know that's just yeah. how programs run but man i mean it's it's gonna it's 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 gonna provide a different type of meaning you know if well, North Dakota's I'm, not here yeah 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 and i'm to the point North Dakota State, where so like, i mean yeah i'm to the point where it's like it, if like right now we we have those teams uh those two other teams that we know are going to be for, for sure legit Eastern Washington, us, Montana state. If any one of those leave, like I'm totally like, why would we stay in the FCS? Like it, it, like I want to play for championships and I've always been that way. I don't want to go play in a stupid bowl game. I, I hate bowl games. There's so, so many of them. It, it doesn't matter. Um, but I think that you would probably see, I think that the, the you know, the power five, they're going to have a, a playoff system here soon in the coming years. I think you have the G five would probably make their own. Um, I just think there's going to be a whole lot more things. My worry is <laughs> with the changing landscape, if we don't decide and we just say, Hey, we're going to let, we're going to, we're going to wait. Well, I, what I'm hearing is there might not be a next time to add teams mm -hmm. where they're just like, yep, yeah, we're done. We've added, we're done. Um, and so, you know, th this is, you know, the administration kind of has to decide this. Um, you know, coach Houck has said, you know, he's up for it. You know, he wants to play, um, you know, if, if schools can better themselves to do that. So it, it'll be really interesting. Like, like yeah. stadium wise, I'm not worried about that because the NCA, I think their, their requirement is I think at least, 15 to 20,000 uh, for um, FBS. So we mm -hmm. already meet that. Um, but then you got to look in who, where are we, where are we going to move into? Uh, I would, I wouldn't want to play in the Pac 12 because th those teams are legitimately, yeah, we beat Washington. Yeah, that's one game. We're going to play, you know, eight more of those against those mm -hmm. types of teams. We're going to be beat up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I would rather play Mountain West teams. They're logistically around us, except for Hawaii, which I don't understand why Hawaii is in the Mountain West. It just blows my mind. Um, but uh, I, I would rather have that if if F, FCS teams are going to leave. Let's just join the Mountain West um, and, yeah. and do that. So it's tough, man, because I mean, like, again, I said, I'm going to say it again, man. I've seen different arguments and they all make sense to me. I'm oh a yeah, open-minded guy, but like thinking about the different arguments, I can. I'm like, I can see that happening. I can see that yeah. happening. I could definitely see yep. us leaving. I could definitely see us staying. I want us to stay. I like, but I'd like everybody else to stay with us. You know, yeah, exactly. And that's just yeah, not going to happen. That that's yeah. not going to happen. Um, NDSU has has pretty much made it clear that they kind of want to make that move. They you know they they made a you know they were Division two. They went up to FCS. You know, I know they want to be in the Big Ten. The Big Ten's not going to invite them. Um, yeah. So yeah. you know, they could, they could, they they're perfect to rule the MAC. They would be a 
and and a Mac school, they could rule a Mac. Yep. Um, and logistically wise, they're not too far away from some of the Mac schools. Yep. Um, but you know, then I could see, you know, and I've heard this too, where North North Dakota State, South Dakota State, Montana, and Montana State, they both join the Mountain West, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. that would be that would be crazy. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, Matt, Don't get me wrong, that would that'd be, be fun to see. Yeah. But again, there's just something special about FCS ball, and it's just like yeah. with everybody leaving, it just uh, takes away from it, man. And it, and, it, and, it, and it sucks to see a little bit, you know? It does. It, it's kind of disheartening. Um, and we, we have no clue what's going to happen, guys. But but you, you probably know us a lot more than us. <laughs> so yeah. who knows? Time will tell. Mm-hmm. So exactly, brother. Exactly. Well, man. Like always, guys, you know, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, we can't thank you guys enough. Um, if you guys want to get a hold of us, reach out to us. Uh, definitely uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram and our Facebook page at Fight on Montana. Um, always give us a, a like, a rate, and a subscribe to the podcast. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts at, we are there. Um, mm-hmm. Man, this doesn't it just feel weird? Like we're almost done with this football season, man. It flew by, brother. It flew like, by. We have two more games. Two more games, two more and games. then we're playing. Guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. guaranteed. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, again, like Adam said, you know, and we've said this time and time again, man, we're just we're just so grateful for this opportunity. We're just yeah. two dudes that love to talk sports, you know, and we'd love for you guys to interact with us, be a part of us, and down the line, you know, join us on the show. You know I mean? Yeah, I can exactly. definitely see that being a possibility. It's, it's, it's a podcast for the people, man. Podcast for the exactly. people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, man. Well, we live to see another day, and, and we yeah. will be uh, back at it next week, man. Let's do it, brother. Go Grizz. <laughs>